0: boys Cheers.
1: how are you i'm good how are you i'm great good I to can't. see you again so ch- soon i know we, we promised
0: we'd do this and, and we did and we, we came through first time in quite a while welcome everybody to the dad life podcast i'm ryan i'm chris it's great to hear you again you know we can't hear You're you right. great what great to be back again um today for a change we're drinking some beer <sighs>
1: Amazing. Isn't
0: it amazing? Yeah, it's a, such a change it, for us. It is. It's, we're going a little outside the, outside the norm here. This is a local um, talisman brewing company out of Ogden, Utah. Ooh. This is the Utter Chaos Chocolate Milk Stout, which is it's pretty smoking. dang smooth and good.
1: It's like a Guinness. What do you like it? It's what do you a, think? Uh, you know me. I like the dark beer. Yeah. We do this every day. Me too. Uh, it's definitely um, a meaty beer as in it's not as uh you could eat it
0: yeah it's not right? it's not quite so frothy or thick yeah, yeah. as like a guinness but it's good um no
1: i really like it it's really good
0: what are we doing today
1: i think we have a guest
0: i think so too
1: i don't know though the studio is so big it's hard to tell who's coming this and who's is a going. special one guys who's coming who's going around here
0: my my own
1: flesh and blood brother andrew welcome yeah, we don't have a laugh track or a clap track, so. That's fortunate, because yeah, there won't be anything funny today. Oh,
0: I don't think so whatsoever.
1: <laughs> this is terrible.
0: Um, Andrew was visiting us from South Carolina at Shaw Air Force Base in Sumter, South Carolina. Is that right? That's correct. And you guys live uh, in Columbia. Columbia. The okay. city, not the
1: country. Okay. Oh, that's
0: good. i yeah. glad we clarified it's that. It's a bit of a commute. And why are you stationed there? What do you do? Tell
1: me about yourself. Uh, I'm stationed there because the Air Force said that's where you're going. Um, that makes sense. So that's why I'm there. Uh, yeah, this is my one, two, three, fourth base besides training bases. Whoa! Yeah. And how many years? Uh, December will be 15 years. Okay. Well, I I've been I've been in that doing this sense. thing. I joined right out of high school and. I'm at fourteen and a half right now and yeah my fourth base it's stuff good base bad base great base it's different um I don't hate it uh, we we <laughs> are a it wasn't a, a,
0: a right out the gate yes I love it
1: no it was no it's, it's different what's what's nice about it though is we're we're near my brother Marty is also stationed there and uh after the, after, the Air after Force some, family after some time overseas it's this is the closest we've been to family in a long time. so yeah. we're happy. How many years in? Uh, you had Italy and England, correct? Correct. I did uh, seven consecutive years nice overseas. Work. Did you do some research. Yeah. Nice job doing his homework. I'm an, That's active, awesome. I'm an active listener. That's my wife. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I just came from uh, just came from England. I was there for four years, and prior to that, three years in Northern Italy. So, seven years overseas, been uh, away from home for a little bit. So. Nice to have a Chipotle down the street. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, we are seven. You know, we're two of seven here. Yeah. And five of us have all gone down the Air Force road. Younger sister, Julia, who we mentioned in the last one, just recently uh-huh. graduated from basic training, being uh-huh. the fifth of seven Smiths um, to do that. So it's a long lineage of Air Force um, of story here and, and then our family that chapters behind me but you're still right in the thick of things um why we were so excited to have you on here is to speak a lot about your experience as a dad having and raising a family not only overseas but also obviously being in the profession of arms which is requires you to go away and and kill bad guys um is our is our biggest mission set so um what that's like on mom and children and dad and how that all how, all that stuff kind of works but um i think before we get into the specifics of that you and i andrew are kind of in two completely different generations even in our own family as brothers right. um brian and i being the older brothers had such a big gap between you and you know younger siblings I didn't get all of the the best chance to get to know you on a on a on an adult level until many years later when you joined the Air Force and you come out to Utah to visit. Correct. And the last time you came and visited, it was pre-marriage and pre-children. Absolutely so correct. It was uh <laughs> it was a different version of it's even a- you <laughs> at that point. You come here and, you know, get to go skiing and we drink beer and just live that life, and now seeing you kinda in a different light is, is pretty impressive So um, I don't know What's where the, I was what's going the with age that,
1: gap? Between Chris and I? Uh-huh. Nine years?
0: Yeah Okay 79 to 88 That's right, right You're old Yeah that's what they keep telling me
1: I'm just saying Throw it out there um, Andrew makes our One, two Is our fourth Military?
0: We've had many Yeah um, I think it's our fourth. We had Steve yep, California yep. dad We had Rody was yep. uh, Washington dad. We had
1: uh, Chris. F sixteen fighter test pilot. Mm-hmm. We had Gary. Gary's, no, not, Gary's military. not military.
0: No, who were you thinking, Andrew?
1: I was talking Chris uh, Ed, Edwards, F sixteen pilot. Oh, uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike. 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 Yeah, 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 So it's fifth. Okay. Yeah, five.
0: Neat. Thank you,
1: by the way, for all of us that didn't do a damn thing.
0: Um. Yeah. Thanks. I don't get the chance to say that too often, but I, we sure appreciate it. Yep. Um, thank you yeah. for what you do. You, you got it. Tell me about your fuck it up. family. <laughs> Tell me about um, all of that. Where you were when you got married, where you met your wife, where you had your first child, and yeah, th- wait. that portion of things. Before
1: that, though, Okay. how many years was it before you met your wife? Well, actually, how many years ago was it when you came back here? When I the came. The first time. When you we weren't married, came saw Chris in Utah. When I. The last time I came to visit Chris in Utah, I was still in Arizona, still living in Arizona. That was my first base out of tech school. Okay. I was, I was at Tucson, Arizona for about seven years. Um,
0: Which is tough to stay at one assignment that long. Yeah. But yeah. Tucson's not Let, one of the most desirable spots. So it's, it's not bad. You don't leave unless.
1: You're totally. <laughs> <I leave? laughs> it, it, <it's, laughs> as far as stateside assignments go, it's it's not in the top or in the bottom ten. I'd say. Like I love okay. I love DM. Davis Mountain. Davis Tucson, Arizona.
0: Loved it for all the lay people. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, but yeah. I'm just trying to think timeline and how many years. Okay, but yeah, got so on. I I got to Arizona in uh, 2007 this is when I finished tech school June of 2007. Okay. Um, I met my wife a little over six months later, I was still living in the dorms, like brand new to the base. Um, We met and we were just friends of friends. Uh, We were friends for about, I want to say about six years before we started dating or anything like that. Basically the whole time that I was in Arizona, I knew her Nice. Um, and just as friends. And we finally, you know, long, long story short, we eventually got together and, uh, had, had a relationship and, and kept it going and, and got married and everything like that. Um, got engaged before we left Arizona, and uh, I got orders to Italy directly mm-hmm. from Tucson. And uh, I said, you know, I want you to come with me. So we got we got hitched, and
0: that was that was kind of the order of things. Is you got orders, and you're like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to lose this gal. Will you come with me? Was that?
1: Partially, How that yeah. kinda went. Yeah, it wasn't like just as a result of, well, you've got an assignment, we need to get married or break up kind of thing. It wasn't it wasn't a story like that. It was okay. just it it happened it at sense. the same time. Yeah, it it did it, it, it make sense. Yeah. It, absolutely. That makes sense. Um she's military too, or no? Nope. No, uh her her grandfather um, served years and years ago, but uh neither of her parents were involved. She wasn't in the military, just local Tucson girl. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: swooped there, into town so. and brought her to Italy. Damn. I mean,
1: that's mm-hmm.
0: that's kind really? of a change for her, yeah. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so marriage, off to Italy. Mm-hmm. How long until the first little one comes along? So we had four years, or I'm sorry, three years in Italy. Um, we treated that as our travel the world, see Europe tour. Yeah. Um, had a blast of a time over there. Lots of... Uh, Lots of traveling, lots of hanging out with uh, people, joined a band, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Fun times over there. Um, When we got orders from there to England, uh, decided, okay, still in Europe, still able to do some traveling, but maybe it's time to grow up and think about having some kids. Okay. Um, Not necessarily trying actively, but not preventing. and Pulling the goalie. At all. Yeah. Pulling the goalie. Okay. It's
0: a good analogy. What was it a kind of a concerted effort? Like both of you were just, you said you're ready to do this and then you started trying or was it more you, more her or was was it an, oh, it it was definitely mutual shit. I guess we're going to have kids now type of situation.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I won't say now or never, but it was, we were at that stage in our life where we said now's a good time or the best time because with the military, there's never a great time. You can yeah. never plan for those type of things. There's never a, a time when you say, "Well, that would be a good time," because it, it just doesn't work out. But
0: I was thinking about that exact scenario today while kind of, I guess, somewhat preparing for this podcast today. Is I don't know if I would have ever come to the point where you say, "Okay, I think we're ready yeah. to have children now." Um, I think. I, I, at least my brain would have never wrapped my head around it in the first place. I think maybe I would have been halfway there or, you know, kind of half and half, but to be all in, okay, we're ready to do this now, is might be a, uh, you know, seldom situation, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. I did the same thing where I just pulled the goalie. We just, we didn't prevent it from happening. Gotcha. And then it happened.
0: Yeah. So. And then you then you got to get ready. Yeah. Then it's bam, then here it ready. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you're you never really <laughs> can be fully prepared. Um, as all three of us now know, Yeah. Um, there's no manual. It's figure that shit out as things come your way. And you guys are in that stage still with uh, a very, very young daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll let you tell that story. But, man, each stage carries its own challenges. But... <laughs> Yours definitely is knocking on the there's no sleeping for you stage right now.
1: <laughs> she's she's definitely gotten gotten better over the past few months. Uh, I think I think our, our fun last night was a result of traveling. But
0: I was gonna say if this is getting better, oh God, you poor bastard. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> last last night was a regression. Today the last twenty four hours has been has been rough, but yeah, yeah. It's it's this not, not like normal. It's unfamiliar territory and you know. Just all that stuff.
0: Well, you know, good on you for traveling all the way across the country with children because that itself carries <laughs> a lot of challenge in its own. And you went across the pond.
1: That was a rough day. Damn. Yeah. That. <laughs> Ooh, we flew back and, and this was, I won't say at the height of COVID, this was in uh, February of this year, February 21. So about a year after everything really had kicked off to the point that travel is allowed but still not um the norm, yeah. Uh, to where we had to have, we had to have a two-year-old wearing a mask on the plane in the airport for twenty-five straight hours. She didn't take it off, Jeez. and uh, and we're talking because of the because of COVID and the limited number of flights. Our our options from London to the United States were: you can fly to Dallas, you can fly to Dallas, or you can fly to Chicago. There were three flights on the day that we were coming, yeah. so we went from London to Dallas, Texas to get to south, south carolina.
0: carolina interesting i didn't know that yeah how long was that one?
1: Ten and a half hours <laughs> in the air
0: did you have a lot of getting up and walking the aisle
1: what was nice is we were on a i think i think it was a 777 so a 343 type scenario in yeah. terms of seats and we had maybe 10 rows to our family we had 40 seats probably to to us. Oh, that's well, so that's we nice.
0: that changes the game, but yeah, it still make a, it fun. No,
1: we were up walking around the whole time, like, but you're not bothering everyone around you, right? Yeah, right, yeah, because Jeffrey, there's no Jeffrey, one
0: there. Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, that's getting bad. We were at we. probably five percent capacity of this airplane. Damn,
0: okay, that's insane. Um, that was your trip coming from overseas back to the United States with children, but um, let's bring it back um a couple steps what do you do in the united states air force
1: so i am a aircraft armament systems person uh colloquially it is we're referred to as weapons okay um aircraft maintenance is the the general career field that we're in but my job is focused on putting the armament on the aircraft that are flying and going into combat, whatever, that kind of stuff. So loading the bombs, the missiles, the rockets, whatever else, and maintaining the systems on the jet. Okay. Wow. So, But just jets or any aircraft? Any aircraft that can carry a weapon, Your, I can work on. Okay. So like other, other career fields that even within maintenance are, they are tailored specifically to an airframe or maybe a family of airframes. So you can work maybe F-15s and 16s and yeah. then that's it. I can do anything that has... Bombs, rockets, Any business, guns, shoots. anything. That's
0: cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you answer to who? Um, what, what, what should I say? President. Um, so, the airframe that you're loading the weapon systems on, are you working directly with the pilot in command when he goes, "Hey, I, on my flight today, my 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 shit was wonky." How does that? We, we, we do interfa- back and forth. Go. We,
1: we do interface with the uh, air crew. On a, on a regular basis, especially if they have things going on, like, like you described. But generally, maintenance is maintenance and ops is ops. And we are separate squadrons on our separate commanders. And we work together to to make the mission happen kind of thing. When we're planning out scheduling, you know, training sorties and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we're working with ops. And so ops is saying, hey, we need to get our guys certified on, say, this missile and this kind of bomb. So we'll work with them to prepare the aircraft and so on and so forth.
0: Very interesting. Um, when you were in in Arizona, because you came up here and visited a few times, mm-hmm. you were. Uh, <laughs> I say this jokingly. <laughs>
1: I know exactly what you're already. Andrew
0: was helicopters.
1: Is is was <laughs> Andrew will is will be. helicopters. Andrew is helicopters. So the weapon oh.
0: system on that is. Explain, explain it to all so of us. So I,
1: I worked on the HH-60, which uh, most people will know, the Black Hawk, Black Hawk Down, all that kind of stuff. That's okay. the Army's version, um, H-60. The HH-60 that the Air Force uses the, is the Pave Hawk. It's combat search and rescue helicopter. And on board, they can carry two guns, uh, one on either door window. Uh-huh. It's going to be either a 50 cal or a minigun. Two guns, one of each. That kind of thing. So, And we who
0: were, is sitting in that chair and firing that you, weapon? You've
1: got an enlisted air crew member. Um, used to be, when I was doing it, it was uh, on one side you'd have an aerial gunner, and then on the other side was the flight engineer. Both of them had similar roles during the flight, but uh, yeah, eventually they changed the career field a little bit and kind of combined them into just special Same guy and can invasion. do
0: both. But that was somebody's whole uh, career was to sit in a helicopter and just mow shit down
1: that that's one part of it that that was what they're doing during the flight but they're also a big part of calculating everything from you know fuel and weight distribution and okay. that kind of stuff oh. they're, they're really involved in the planning of, of everything nice yeah
0: very cool very cool um I don't think I have any other questions as far as that is concerned fire <laughs> away
1: I don't think I have any more questions about no, okay. that was pretty good
0: um. Okay, so that's what you do in, in the Air Force now Oh no,
1: I have questions I was just giving you shit
0: Oh, well, fire that's, away then, dang that was, it
1: That was amazing
0: And that, I missed it The transition
1: <laughs> there, it just went right over his head You did The question I have is, you know, obviously To the, the layman man who has no idea uh, When you're in Italy does there certain sections of the world that each base is So, let's just say There's an emergency in, I don't know, Jordan are there certain bases that are assigned to certain areas of the, the world or is that not how that works at all? Um, it's, it's yes and no. Yes. Okay. Yes. And no. So certain bases just based on geographic proximity yeah. are going to take something over on a, on an immediate situation a little bit more. Um, but in terms of who's taken over at certain bases downrange, let's say uh, it's going to be more on what that unit is capable of doing, what okay. kind of, uh, Capability they bring to the table with with aircraft, with training, with whatever mission set they might have. Yeah, because um, every every base, every wing is going to have a different mission, even if it's the same aircraft. So, got it. What's Hill Air Force Base's mission? Does anybody know? Training. So for a mostly long, training for a long time, Hill was AETC type like training. What F-16. that is is
0: the Air Forces. School of Training, AETC was the command that was in charge of making sure everybody got trained. Uh, okay, wow. they commanded and you know oversaw all of the training for the whole Air Force. Got it.
1: So now okay. nowadays, if I'm not mistaken, Hill is exclusively ACC Air, Air Combat Command. command. There they are. Yeah. They are no longer focused on training. They are focused on actual War going fighting. and doing yeah. the mission, wow. doing real stuff um i think hill was the first f-35s to actually send you know across across the pond and go do things very interesting i mean that's why they're probably training every day because mm-hmm. we hear that's every base every day yeah oh,
0: it is thought we were lucky but as far as i guess what they're <clears throat> taking off and going to do would be a little bit different if yeah. this was a training only place they would be with brand new pilots You know, going through that curriculum as opposed to a little bit more seasoned dudes going, here is our specific objective today, which is, you know, the flavor of the day kind of thing.
1: Oh, and I guess we should say, because we do get new listeners all the time, Hill Air Force Base is in Utah where we are. Yes, it is. um, Because people are like, what the hell is that? Yeah.
0: We're we're, we're, we're here in northern Utah, so.
1: But anyway, that's fascinating. I, I always wondered. Because everything, again, we've talked about this with every military guy that we've had on here. It, all my references are for movies, which are total shit. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest.
0: They have to be entertaining. Yeah. And the minutiae of the rest of it, it would take a long time for it to become interesting. <laughs> we've been right? in this meeting
1: for four hours. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, that, that's, that's anywhere, right? Anyway. All right, so um, we got to get to, I think, the biggest point in, you know, trying to raise kids, especially overseas on an Air Force base, has got to be much different than uh, Chris and I's experience of raising kids here. It, it certainly is. Um, being overseas, uh, it it can be in a lot of ways isolating, and uh, and you, you don't have the same, you know, support system, the same, you know, it takes a village, that whole that whole mantra. Yeah. Um you don't have that so much and and you form you tend to form your your military family and you, you become tight with people wherever you're at because everybody that's there with you is going through the same thing. Yeah. They also don't have families or any of that kind of stuff nearby so you you try and latch on to people but you know people are turning over every single day and people are leaving and you know yeah. nothing it, there's there's real no really no permanence. Overseas, so you're constantly just meeting new people and forming quick relationships, kind of thing. Okay. And does the military give you any kind of leave when you have a child? Or not really? So yes, there is uh, there's leave for for both uh, moms and dads. Parental leave. Um, okay. A, a a woman that gives birth to a child is going to get more leave because recovery yeah. time and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But as as the secondary caregiver, as the as the dad, I get Twenty-one days, three weeks off, free unchargeable leave, basically. Okay. After having a kid, to be taken within a to be taken within a year. So if you want to take it right away, you can. Or or you can bank it. Or you can bank it to you know, yeah, maybe use later on in the year if, if need be.
0: Sometimes that might be the case. Um, so, I guess before you decided to have children, okay, you guys, like I said, took your wife out of tucson arizona and brought her to italy mm-hmm. boom huge shock you yeah. deployed how many times as a you know just single you know no no children so from, so she was all on her own
1: so from italy um i never went on a traditional deployment um i did many many tdy's um tdy's being call it a deployment that lasts three weeks two, okay. two three weeks um, went on those semi-frequently maybe four or five times a year I would just be gone for a couple weeks at a time and just leave or be and you know yeah so that fun. wasn't
0: I mean there's no doubt every night that you're gone is is an experience um it, it's more than a couple of days but certainly not as much as a tra- traditional deployment would have been to Iraq Afghanistan sure you know anywhere in sure. the Middle East which you did a lot of coming from Arizona Yes. How many combat um, deployments do you have?
1: I've been on four. Um, I went to Iraq uh, in 2008. I went to Afghanistan in 09, and again in 2010. And then I was in I was in Jordan in 2017. Okay. So those back to back ones aren't are they a year long? And then you just went right back out. At the time, um, the Air Force was. It was kind of based on each each unit was doing different things. They've changed okay. a lot in the, since since then. But um, we were doing like 120 day, you know, four month deployments. Got it. At the time, so they weren't the 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 rate that that unit was going. I mean, we were gone. You'd go for four months. You'd come home for four months. Sometimes go back again yeah. immediately. Um, so they were a little bit shorter. Um, Nowadays, they tend to be more six month long yeah. kind of deals for the Air Force, just the way that the, the rotation schedule goes. And so most of those ones were that long. So
0: um, that just brings up so many more questions. You were obviously looking at life through a completely different optic back in that day. Absolutely. But what were the success of marriages in that squadron? Because being gone that many times does not make family life easy or fun.
1: There were definitely uh, there were definitely struggles um, with relationships. I saw my share of you know people that would get divorced over the course of a even even a four month deployment where it's not seemingly that, that That's long. That's a long but,
0: time. Dude, I don't care. I mean, I know yeah, it's a lot shorter yeah. than the army deployments, which are minimum twelve monthers, which just <laughs> devastates Drops me to, to think guys. about the fact that they they go for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still nothing to scoff at.
1: No, but I I think, I think it makes for ultimately stronger relationships you make for, you know, you can make it through a deployment, you can make it through, especially bring kids into the mix that that's a whole different level of complication and, and stress and all that kind of stuff. But once you can make it through those kind of things, I mean, your, your marriage and your relationship is going to be better for it in the long run. So it's
0: true. I have to agree. Um, it's by no means where it needs to be, but since this, it's now been 20 years that we've been at war, um, and even obviously over the last, you know, however many hundred years we've been in conflict ever, but a focus has never been so good on the, let's call it the Air Force family, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're putting emphasis on you know, mom and children at home that are um, trying to support their husband or wife that's deployed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's good that that's part of the conversation. But like I said, it it still has a long ways to go. Um, Tell me what things your wife has experienced while you've been gone or maybe thought could have been done better.
1: You mean as that, as might, that
0: question might be better suited for your wife, but... I laced with landmines. Um, quite, quite possibly. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I didn't want to make it a controversial question, but uh, like I said, th- there's still a long ways to go as far as what the military can provide. But ultimately, the mission comes first, and that's not going to suffer second. But um, tell me how you guys have made it through deployments.
1: What was your style? Well, I think, uh, that's a lot of things in there. Um, I think that the overall support for, for spouses and families has, like you said, it's definitely become better over the years. Um, when I, when I first joined, um, a lot of the, the support they offer for the families left behind seemed kind of like lip service and like, Oh yeah, the, the, the units your family and we gotcha. Um, you know, if, if you need anything, if you need your lawn mowed, just call somebody up and we'll send somebody over to mow your lawn. Sim- simple stuff like that, but it didn't seem like, didn't seem all that genuine. It seems over the years, it's it's certainly gotten better in terms of, uh, you know, they are actually getting involved. Um, it typically comes down to a key spouse program within the organization where one person's spouse is in the in, in the cell phone with the commander, they get all the information. Oftentimes, in the case of my last deployment, they were getting information to Allison before we were getting it down there.
0: Because they're direct contact with the commander, where you might be downrange and not right, you know, within earshot. Or let's sure, say, sure,
1: sure. But like talking about stuff like you know homecoming stuff when we're coming back. The, she would know before the dates you did. and the times yeah, yeah. she would know before we did. Um, and that's, that's definitely a huge change from, from previous, but, um, as far as what, what we were doing during deployment, stuff like that to, to keep it alive. One of the greatest things about being in the air force versus the other branches is we tend to go to places that are uh, a little bit more built up, maybe have, Wi Fi and uh, the, the yeah. internet available mm-hmm. that has changed even in in my fourteen years um, leaps and bounds to where I have my cell phone on me and I could Facetime any hour of the day.
0: That's a huge back change, home.
1: and that's that's it's yes, it's absolutely rough and it still sucks, but that makes it way way better than it could be.
0: Yeah, from the onset of this current conflict, it was pretty bare base condition. I was going to say. We would set up airfields. I think one of our first big ones was Bagram in -hmm. Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And it was don't step off the runway pavement because there's still mines left over from, you know, the afghanian Russian war back in the 80s. So it was it was don't step foot off where we have cordoned off or you could, you you know, not make it. You might not make it. Um, There wasn't the stood up facilities with a chow hall. It was just tents. And airframes and, you know. And that's it. Good guys and then tons of bad guys just right, right over there. Yeah. We've that's that's kind of how it went. So, it's, it's come a long way. Um, but uh, war is hell no matter what. But yeah. you can certainly get through things a little easier with those niceties that they, they may provide. And you'll hear the other services get pissed at the Air Force for their niceties. But they are also saying at the same time, yeah, it's nice when… I might get stuck in an air force base for a little while. (laughs) Well,
1: the air force doesn't have any uh, FOBs, right? Forward
0: operating bases. Absolutely. Um, Yeah,
1: are those really nice too? No, they get
0: they get to that point, but I would say that they place more emphasis on getting those, um, those types of facilities put in quicker than someone say someone else. Gotcha. Where the focus is straight on, okay, mission, kill bad guys, that's it. Yeah. So, I don't know.
1: And and I think also, we we go to a FOB, we go there because that's closer to the action, wherever the action might be at. And if we decide that, yeah, this is the place that we need to be, then we're just going to build that into a full-on Air Force base. My first time in Afghanistan, I spent most of my tour there at what at the time was a fob and now is a is a full on full on duty station. What did you a, call it? A fob?
0: No, no, no. The where did you say it was?
1: I was I was at, stationed at Kandahar but we were at this little place called Bastion. Okay. It was primarily an airfield for Royal Air Force out of England. Interesting. Um they had they had a little setup of helicopters. The other side of base was called Camp Leatherneck and it was a lot of where Marines were staging convoys and stuff. It was pretty close to the action. And being that we were in a Combat Search and Rescue unit. That's where I mean we were flying. You know, sometimes seven sorties per shift.
0: What's Good a what's a sortie? A,
1: a flight, like scramble to. Okay, we got to go save Ships somebody right seven now. Times a shift, and the shift is how long? Twelve hours. Good night.
0: So, for some of the listeners that may have put eyes on your squadron, they might have watched it on
1: Inside Combat Rescue was a was a documentary on basically on the it was a history channel wasn't it i think or it was at national net, geographic net, net geo or history channel Ooh, right
0: there, inside combat inside combat rescue yep. um this is your unit they focused on the pararescuemen men that were inside the helicopters going to pick up most what seemed mostly in the show to be foreign nationals
1: a lot of a lot of them yeah um
0: but, but, but that was your airframe. That was from my airframe. your squadron.
1: That was not my squadron at the time. There was there was maintainers from my squadron and aircrew from my squadron there at the time. Um, if I remember correctly, that documentary crew that was there was filming the team that replaced my team when I was there in like 2011. Okay, same building, same everything. That was that was us. So that's exactly literally where I was standing was. There.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Did you get to watch any of that ever? No, but now I'm going to. It's, it's like a six
1: episode mini series, like an hour, hour and a half each episode, just all on that. It was, yeah, it was really, it. really cool. I'm definitely really watching cool. it.
0: Mm-hmm. Brings a full circle. Older brother Brian was a, a PJ, and younger bro was the guy putting the armament systems on the helicopters. Mm-hmm. So pretty neat. Um, Insane. So sorry, I, I I went off track, as I do a lot, but um, you went to deployed four times total, and those were all from Tucson, from davis monthan
1: Three of them were out of, out of Tucson on HH-60s when I was working with Rescue, um, and then the most recent one was when I was at Lakenheath in England um, working on F-15 Strike Eagles, F-15Es.
0: In Jordan.
1: Uh, we went to Jordan, yes.
0: Okay, okay. And... You were married at this time, obviously.
1: Married, we didn't have kids. Um, as a matter of fact, we found out that Allison was pregnant with our oldest. Maybe shit, probably a month after I got there is when I got a I got a card in the mail. You that found a- out
0: you're going to be a dad when you were gone. Yes, with a card.
1: No, no, no. I, I got a card that had the sonogram oh, in it and everything like that. I was say. It was it was actually oh, on, got, it was on it my something. birthday. On my birthday, I Damn. had it happened to fall on my day off and that was the one tr- one day that a day off fell on a trip off base they were gonna go to Petra or the Dead Sea or something cool uh-huh. and my me and my load crew were gonna go on it and Allison was like, you can't you gotta you, we gotta we gotta to talk to me we got to Skype on your birthday and I was like <sighs> Okay, whatever. Yeah, sorry guys, I can't wow. go. And then, <laughs> but, but that's when that's when she actually broke the news to me over over Facetime that like, hey, guess what? You're be a dad. I took, I took a test, <laughs> and I passed. Flying colors. test.
0: What did you say immediately? Did you say pee on it again? Uh,
1: no, by that time I think there had been multiple. Okay. Backups. I think that done. was my first on it again it was
0: my first first response because i she showed me the thing i'm like go do it again right now (laughs) (laughs) we need to make sure this is
1: i i I think i reacted exactly how i would have hoped i would have reacted good for you it wasn't anger or fear it was straight happiness and excitement which you know i I might not have expected of myself
0: (laughs) yeah you don't know i don't know you can try and oh when you're, you know, armchair quarterback and things and say, oh, this is how I would do. But you never know until you're Mm -hmm. placed in that scenario. So...
1: Crushed it. (laughs) Nice work.
0: Happy. (laughs) And did you guys find out um, if you're going to have a girl or a boy? We did. Um, This was
1: after I got back. Um, Because I was, again, I was gone for a short period of time for that one. But I came home, my birthday was in September. I came home like... I want to say mid late october is when i actually got back so she wasn't like she wasn't three months along. she wasn't really showing at my at my homecoming so like even the the photos of me coming home and welcome home dad kind of thing yep she wasn't showing in the picture so we had plenty of time to experience much of the pregnancy together of course i missed the first couple months of horrible horrible morning sickness that allison went through she just she crushed it. Uh,
0: I don't know if you're missing it, Bob.
1: <laughs> 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 I missed it. I really wanted to be there. I did. Yeah. I wanted to be there. It's uh, so what, what day is your birthday in September? The 13th. Oh my gosh. Why? So close. Because mine's the 19th. Mm. And yours is super close to that, too. Triple threat. Pretty close. Wow, Well, yeah. I mean, Our parents like to get it on at certain times of the year. Uh, what would that make it? January. January. New Year's.
0: How do you know this so well?
1: Never considered it. <laughs> you just count the months. I don't know. I it's, never the ninth, it. <laughs> it's the ninth month of the year. It's okay. Simple math. Come okay. on.
0: Good job, everybody.
1: <laughs> wow, Chris.
0: How'd I you, never gave enough of a... How did you figure that out? ...care, so... Thanks for working that out, everybody.
1: <laughs> Quantum physics. Simple math.
0: Anywho. Wow. Anywho. Anyway.
1: Um, when was number so, two? I want to know when number two was. That was number one. So, that was number one. Um, so, Marley was born on bass at Lake and Heath.
0: Marley, your oldest daughter. Why Marley? So, Marley
1: is a combination between my mother and my mother-in-law's names. Margie and Molly. Marley. Marley. Pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. Well done. So You can't do that with all the I, I, I take no credit for that. That's my... That's Allison came oh, up with that one. Okay. That's, Does this I have anything like, yeah, to do awesome. with
0: your taste in music whatsoever? Is that Did that factor into Not it? Not
1: even... Never ever came into play, though it's though it has certainly been brought up. Far fewer people talk about Bob Marley. More people talk about the goddamn dog. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, Marley and me. Like the dog. That movie's so sad. My
0: brain. No, I just thought (sighs) Bob Marley immediately. Well, yeah, that's exactly. He says more people think about the dog.
1: You would think. Well, maybe it's age. Maybe Maybe. generational. Yeah. Okay. Could be. Well. But uh, but Wait, yeah, you're Mark, hearing it first. I got a question though. Okay, so she's born in England. In England, on base, but on base, so that's American soil, making her had, automatically American. Has has little to do with the, the the location of the birth. Um, it's more the parents and and our and our choice to. I, I think it was our choice. I'm pretty sure we were inherently going to have a American citizen. Okay. Now it meant a couple extra steps after she was born with having to go to the U.S. consulate in uh-huh. in London downtown, and get her a her birth certificate is a consular re- report of birth abroad. Um, oh, okay. We had to get her a social security card over there and everything. Get her a passport that has you know four day old squish face. Yep. So just a couple extra different things, but she both both of them are American citizens. Don't have any kind of dual do citizenship. Have, do they have opportunity to do that though, or no? I don't yeah. think they could ever do that okay i just i don't know i've never good question i don't know maybe
0: interesting maybe
1: but yeah um juniper was born um in the not in the same room but a couple couple rooms down same hospital um about well we left she was born in october and we left in february so she was about you know four 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 months old when we uh when you left. When we had to do that flight to <laughs> Dallas. That one's not as I would rather I'd much rather have a four month old than a two year old on an airplane for that long. Try both. Nope. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I would
0: agree. I think I'd <laughs> I rather do the, the, the infant is is easier to manage. Uh-huh. Neither one being easy, but easier but to manage. Easier um, okay, so Marley, your oldest, is three. She's three. And Juniper is how old now?
1: Juniper is nine months old. She'll be She'll be a year in October. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. And have
0: you done any deployments since being a father?
1: Not since being a father. Um, COVID really After
0: took a lot of things away in that regard, which is a huge blessing that, in that, that
1: respect. That was uh, that was convenient. Um, I did have, I mean, I guess as close to as a deployment as you could get um, without being deployed. I went T D Y again after after Marley was born. Marley was about. I want to say a year and a half. It was summer of 2019. I went back to the states for about two two months. I was in England, wow. and I went to I went to Las Vegas for like three and a half weeks. Followed by I went to Idaho for almost a month. That's where I, I met up with you and your boys. Came down to visit us. I Idaho. Sorry. Sure did. But but we were there for. I, I mean, I was out of out of the country. <laughs> conveniently back in the United States. Left Allison behind with with Marley for. For two months so like pretty pretty close to a deployment in terms of yeah, in terms it's of a long of all time. that two months is a long time mm-hmm.
0: um maybe another question better suited for allison but um being parents inherently carries enough of its own challenges and then adding in the factor of being in another country adding in the fact that you're now gone um, who did she rely on? Because she didn't have any, you know, family support structure. Did she just do it all on her own, or did she have a good friend support system to draw upon?
1: For the most part, it was single mom. Okay. She did it all herself. Um, I mean, she she had friends in the area that are going through similar struggles, and the support she got from them was pretty much emotional um people aren't jumping over their asses to to babysit and, and take yeah. take responsibility off your hands or they'll sympathize with you and that's that's about the extent of it a lot of the time but
0: which i guess is better than zero yeah. but it's not uh you know giving you a, a good night's rest <laughs> not. no
1: no it's it's tough and and it it's it speaks speaks volumes to the the, the struggle of, of the single parents, and I think what you guys were talking about last week.
0: Actually, <laughs> so let yeah. me let me put that out and say thank you to all of yes. the husbands and the wives supporting their military members to go, you know, fight wars and, and do their do their missions because oh, without that support system, it doesn't work.
1: We need a clap track. Yeah, I'm buying a claptrap.
0: Okay, it'd
1: be a perfect time for it. Hey,
0: he, he you heard it, everybody. Clap. Now it's Oh. Uh, no. you have to do it. So, um, shout out to all of the uh, the family. Shout out the military family members that that keep the the home front uh, going yep. when mom or dad have to go away. True. Um, what's next? You're now back in the United States, which is a completely. Foreign <laughs> uh, uh, situation, being parents and and as a married couple,
1: we it's uh, it's it's great to be back. We uh, we own our first home. Uh, uh, congratulations! Super super stoked on that. You doing what? some friggin' yard work? <laughs> we're <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> on that lawn. We're picking our sprinkler heads based on the blue. You know, this one's got the higher trajectory. I you noticed know, that your lawn's dying
0: over there. He might have listened to our. Last I think episode. he did.
1: Yeah, hey, maybe if you knew cadence of opening a beer. But
0: I'm trying to save money. <sighs> Keep your comments to yourself, <laughs> you your neighbor. Shut your
1: <laughs> shut, your, dra- shut <laughs> your mouth when you're talking to you shut me your dirty but, <laughs> congratulations uh, <laughs> on your first home. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But you
0: drive a minivan.
1: <sighs> yeah, I there's you a, do? there's a minivan in our in our <gasps> oh driveway. Oh my god! <laughs> it's not mine. You drive a minivan? I didn't buy it. I oh, promise. That's so I promise. sad. He, he's
0: he's got a loaner. There's a story. I don't have to make it long. They bought a car. It took a shit, and this uh, is the game this as a is replacement. Replacement. Well, replacement. They okay.
1: they they have to fix it because it's under warranty, and it's yeah. their job to fix my my car that I bought. Uh, and in the meantime, they just they loan me a they loan me a, a minivan okay. from well, Enterprise Rent a Car. In in April. Shout out Enterprise. In yeah, April. I used to work shout, there. Shout out April. It's now. It's Wait on. a minute. In I, April? I bought my car March 6th. I've had it in my possession for 48 cumulative hours. What kind of car is this? Oh, it's a it's a 2019 GMC Terrain.
0: Hmm. Sounds like that would be a quality, quality vehicle. It's got 20,000 20, miles that. on it.
1: But <laughs> it was a diesel. It's not even old.
0: And it had petrol in it instead. Somebody put gas in a diesel?
1: Somebody put gas in it. Oh. We, we believe it is the... Uh, Place, Maybe the the r- place that rhymes with Schmarschmax. Schmarschmax. Uh, when, when I bought the car, yeah. and they they topped it off for me to take it off the lot, may, may not put have put a little put gas the, in there. May not have put the right. The right know, stuff put in. a little gas in there. It's fine. Go go dude. Um, <laughs> so so, long wow. story short, there's a minivan in my driveway. So, all right, well that's more, <laughs> much more reasonable than buying a minivan. Yeah. Come on, come on.
0: So you own your first home. You are the father of two daughters. Is there more children in your future?
1: At least eight. We we've talked about it. There's That's no exciting. there's no plan, um, other than if it's going to happen, it's not going to happen in the next two years.
0: Okay, um, well, got
1: a three year plan. Hopefully. If it, we're we're talking a three year plan, we're talking yeah. a maybe. He just
0: recorded it, dude. Hey, so the, you better.
1: That, that was a mind com- your
0: p's and q's. That was
1: a conversation today, next to the to the you know the bounce house thing, talking about yeah, definitely not for at least three. Years. You want to have more? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So you are now in your fifteenth year in the Air Force. Coming up, um, is your plan to make this a thirty-year career, twenty and out? Um, do you have any plans beyond this point?
1: When can you leave? So twenty years is minimum for retirement. I okay. could retire at twenty years. Um, as of right now, I I'm not ready to grow up, so I'm going to stay in for maybe not as long as they let me. When I get to that point that I'm retirement eligible, uh, I always got that that button as a bargaining chip. Maybe I get a non volunteer assignment to Clovis, New Mexico, and I could say, "Not, nah, family. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm just going to go ahead and not do that anymore." Um, mm-hmm. got but it's it's It won't be 30 because there's no way I'm making Chief.
0: <laughs> well, I've heard people say that in this twilight of their career, then make Chief. Mm. So, you know, don't be too certain of that point. I just asked now to see what maybe your ideas were. Um, I don't know the active duty retirement system as well. Mine was obviously Guard. I just... Knew well in advance, I put in my paperwork as soon as I was eligible. In your situation, if you get to 20 years and one day, can you go in, and have a shitty day, and then say, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to go anymore? I or don't do you have to kind th- of there's a year? There's
1: a, there's a notice window. um it's a
0: year. I don't know. That's <laughs> why I, <laughs> I <don't, try laughs> asked. I, no I,
1: I don't think it's quite a year. I don't know definitively, and I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm still – not, not too, it's too, too far away, away, but it's, it is, it's not close, close enough. Enough, Something enough to
0: start thinking about at least, right?
1: Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's more of the, one of those things that like, I've known guys that have been in the, that situation I described, but they get orders to somebody somewhere that maybe they didn't want to go to and, uh, said, no, rather than taking that, I'm just going to push the button and maybe they're not out on that day, mm-hmm. but they're starting the ball rolling towards that goal. Gotcha. So they're not going to New Mexico. I mean, I wouldn't. I would go to New Mexico. I, I mean, just, uh, I don't want to go to I Clovis. I've never heard a good thing. There's not about much. Clovis. There's not many. you w- places. said That was my
0: first assignment.
1: So my buddy from college has said bad things about Clovis. Mm-hmm. No I would, one said good things. I, about Clovis. I would go to Albuquerque. That's,
0: that's a different. Not, that's, that's,
1: that's a different city. Yeah. That's a different part of the state, and it's not rural as all get up. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> really good, you know, blue stuff that old science teachers.
1: Make too. So that that too. you We could open up a car wash. Breaking bad reference. I I got it. Um say this. Do you have any more questions, Ryan? No. I mean this is awesome. I think uh I mean I do have some, but I think we may have to save it for another episode. As far as I would like a follow up. Um I think we need another one because I want to talk about you and Chris's relationship growing up because there wasn't I mean, nine years is a ton of time in between.
0: We have different perspectives on. Our household yes. completely. And that's oh, what yeah. I want to dive into. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so I feel yeah. like a follow-up episode. Now that you're in the States and you're only two hours ahead of us, we can work this out. It's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Last time we tried to have him on, it was like midnight.
0: Yeah, it was it too was late great, to make work. So. Yeah. If but I, now we got you in the flesh, baby.
1: If I had if I had warning, I would have been ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was too it was last second. We just kind of got excited for a minute and... Didn't all line up, but then we planned this thing, so it worked out. Yeah. Um, any words of wisdom uh-huh. or uh-huh. or things to impart uh, for all dads, not just uh, in your military situation?
1: For, from me or for me? I'm the new guy here. Come on, you know from me. Now we're putting you on the spot and try not to fuck this up. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people listening. <sighs> well, uh, hug your kids, hug your hug your wives, hug your husbands, hug your people, love them. Care for them, and uh, you know they're the ones who matter. I guess so. Give it your all. He had it until he said, "I guess." I
0: then, can't <laughs> disagree with any of that. He's waiting for our so stamp of approval. I've and taken it, guess. and I said, "Yeah, that's." You can't disagree with that.
1: No, you can't. But you, I mean, it was close. <laughs> I can't go. I can't go to Courtney <laughs> and be like, "I love you." I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I dropped the I guess <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this
0: No yeah we put you right on I there didn't, I didn't That's think what about we do.
1: being a dad before being on the dad life podcast
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah It's kind, gotta of, give a, him some some kind of a prerequisite We gotta give each other some swag. Okay. Um Everybody we appreciate you Tuning in um, We can't wait for the next time Until then Stay positive and love your life Later see
1: ya